Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Welcome back, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. I am Spencer Chaffin, joined by the one and only Mike Betts. Hey, Mike. Hey, Spencer. How are you doing? Doing great. And also, we are always joined by our incredible producer, Pierre. Pierre, say hi to everyone. And hi, like everyone. All- <laughs> we'll get him to talk one day. One day. One day it'll work. So, Or I'll just speak yeah. for him. Yeah. He did wave to everyone. He did. So we're not sponsored by Bucky's, but Bucky's. Yeah. The, the best stop to ever make. Even yeah. when you don't need gas. And even if you don't need to go to the bathroom, yeah. you still stop at Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always stop at Bucky's. Actually, I, I, I find a reason to go to the bathroom when I see a Bucky's. Like, I, I might not have to go to the bathroom. Uh, I'd say they're probably but I'll force clean, it. They're probably cleaner than our bathrooms at our houses. They're so nice. They're so nice. In <laughs> fact, in fact, at the risk of of disgusting all of the viewers, and you can absolutely cut this. I went into one of the stalls today, and I just was impressed. Just so impressed with the foam. Do you know how nice that foam is? You just squirt a little bit of foam, like squirt, 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 the foam. And then you just wipe the seat down. And then you just know that when you sit down on that seat, it's so clean. Like kind of your skin sticks to it a little bit. I ah, just, it's the little things in this world. Spencer, let's talk some law. Let's let's talk some law. So, um we're going to deviate a little bit. Um, the, the main focus that I want to talk about today is being organized and um, in, in regards to your estate. Now, having a will, having a trust, yes, by all means, you should have one because that dictates how things go. But there's more to it than that. Just because you have a will or a trust doesn't really keep things organized. It just says, hey, here's what's supposed to happen. So what what we always recommend to our clients, and, and obviously what, what we do for our clients when we first meet is we have them fill out an intake form that asks for information such as like different types of assets, things of that nature. So that way we know what we're working with and how to help them pass it down to whoever their beneficiaries are. Well, there's more to that intake form than just Hey, here's what our assets are. Okay, let's make sure they go in the right place. It's what I like to call breadcrumbs. So, you know, when someone passes away, yep, you have the funeral. You take care of that. But then you have to take care of the estate. And and where do you start? I don't know. My recommendation for any of our families that we, we help is go to that intake form. Because if you'll go to that intake form, you'll see, hey, mom and dad had a bank account here. Oh, and they had a bank account over at this bank. I had no idea about that. And so instead of waiting through the mail or uh, going through the desk drawer and seeing if they kept a statement, or with most people today, everything's online, you know, electronically, one, you better be able to get into mom and dad's email accounts, things of that nature. So that way you can go shut them down. Uh, so that's another way of being organized. But And, and, and you, you're hitting on something that's really important. So like going back to this state planning intake form, 
Uh, I feel like a really important exercise, not just for survivors to be able to glean, find the breadcrumbs. It's shocking how much you learn about what you have, just having to sit down with it. I mean, when you sit down and, and you actually see the question, you start figuring out, oh, wait, I remember I had this, yeah. I had that. And it starts organizing you and you understand that's what it is. Yeah. And you might remember an account, and I'm very guilty of this. I had an I had a uh, investment account and I just did not know how to log into it. I would get statements emailed to me <laughs> and I get access to statements. But as far as like getting access to it and that sort of thing, I just kind of put things on on the on back burner the, the back burner on on uh, autopilot well when you have to sit down and you have to start looking at what you have and another cool tool is building a personal financial statement same type of exercise you have to sit down it's a hassle but you understand exactly what you have at least in that moment and it'll get you in a in a, in a, in a mindset to to stay organized and you can start better leaving the breadcrumbs. The other thing I would say too is, and you'll probably cover this, but just knowing where the heck these documents are, because I've seen it just in the last few months, a couple, couple instances where there was an estate plan done, we think, because we had uh, a piece of land in the name of a trust. That's right. But there were no trust <laughs> documents. Okay, they exist somewhere. Somewhere. But but, but I'm going to ask a where? stupid question. Let's say you know there is a trust out there, but you can never find the trust document. What 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 does that what does that mean? Well, it means you're probably going to have to go to court. That's right. And you're going to have to get a judge to agree with your assumption of how the trust was set up. That's right. And and that could be good, that could be bad, you know. And and say there's multiple kids involved. And say all the kids agree, hey, it was a third, a third, a third. Yeah, so there's three kids in that scenario. But what if mom and dad didn't do it a third, a third, a third? Maybe they set it up where there were different percentages of maybe a quarter goes to a charity and then the remaining three quarters get split between the kids. We don't know. You know, the kids don't know. That's that's not the kids' fault. Uh, now, the kids should talk to their parents of, hey, you know, should something happen to you? Because something will always happen to us, whether we die or become incapacitated. Someone needs to know, hey, here's where you can find documents. I have documents. Here's where you can find them. You don't have to give them to them, but let them know when that time comes, go here. So... There should be some responsibility on the kids to know, well, when something happens to mom and dad, we're going to be responsible for taking care of things. Then you should make it easier for yourself saying, okay, mom and dad, what is there? You don't have to tell me like dollars or anything. Just say, do you have something in place and where is it? Yeah. You know. What what is it? Like, yeah. what is it and or where is it? And that's important. Look, look at it this way, Mike. And because you're, you know, we love talking business as well. So we can kind of correlate this. 
let, let's say I create a business and I say, hey, Mike, you're going to be the manager of my business one day. And I leave it at that. You're going to go, business of what? What responsibilities do I have? Where, where am I going to find the corporate documents? Uh, don't worry about it, Mike. Like, would you really want to be in charge of that company when I die? No. Uh, right. So there, there's something or, to be said. Or I wouldn't know what to do. That's exactly right. Or, you know, it's like, where do I start? Well, unfortunately, back at square one, which may even be 10 steps further back from even the starting point. Because then you got to go find the documents. And if you can't find the documents, then you got to create them again. And like you just brought up of that missing trust situation, that might mean going to court to get approval to create that missing trust. And so uh, it just, when you know you're putting that responsibility on someone, it really is a good idea to at least talk to them about it and let them know, hey, here's what's going to be expected of you. And, and I get that question all the time of after clients sign documents, okay, what do we do next? Like I say, well, you either let the people that you've appointed in positions know, or you can give them a copy. You don't have to, you don't always have to do that, but at a minimum tell them, Hey, here's where you can find it. Or I even offer this. Why don't we bring the family in and just have a conversation? We don't talk money. We don't talk dollars, but we talk about how things are set up to play out when mom and dad become incapacitated or when mom and dad die. What What's this going to look like? And so that way it's not a surprise to everyone of, oh, mom and dad set it up in this manner. We had a conversation. Great. I know what they wanted. Or it could be worse of, well, mom and dad aren't here. Why the heck did they appoint you over me? Do they love you more than me? No, I'm more business-minded, or I'm more medically inclined, so that's why I'm in this position. So it could it could help alleviate a lot of what-ifs. I agree with that. I would say at the very least, anyone who is going to be your trustee, anyone that you're going to name as your trustee, or anyone that you're going to name as your personal representative. So just by way of bringing everybody back up to speed. Trustees are for trusts. Personal representatives are if you have a will. Or, you're gonna, or also commonly known as the executor. That name's been changed. Personal Gosh, representative, executor. Uh, I got to right. go through that every time with people. are like, when they talk executor, I'm like, well, you won't see that anymore. Yeah. So uh, so, so this this representative yeah. of, the, of the estate or the trust is what we're talking about. At the very least, and this goes back to the point you made on the business, they they need to know exactly what it is and 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 how it and how it's looking and and they should be they should be I think uh, involved to some to some extent in in the process yeah. because again the last thing you want is someone who had no idea that they were a trustee uh, going through mom and dad's stuff right. and looking and seeing a binder what is this oh I'm the trustee. And then trying to fish through, hopefully, if if they have a binder like what uh, we put together, there's some breadcrumbs. Yep. At least, at least at one point in time, there's some breadcrumbs. But I think keeping your trustees updated, uh, it's important because I think Spencer, uh, there's probably some examples 
of what could happen if you're not organized. Mike, boy, I, I just, I can't appreciate how much of a softball you just gave me because you may not have read this, but I, I read an article yesterday. Did you read an article? I read an article yesterday. And was this, is this article related to what we're talking about today? It absolutely is. Oh, you're kidding me. No. Goodness My, gracious. It, it's like we have this intuition. It's, it's it, called yeah. kismet. Kismet? That's what it's called. Can you spell that? I can't. So that's why I'm asking. Kismet. I don't know. I heard Hey it. Siri, how do you spell kismet? K K I S M E T. She she heard me. Siri, what does kismet mean? Fate or destiny. My Siri doesn't listen to you. My Siri only listens to me. But she did say it means destiny or fate, and it's a noun. Oh, that's beautiful. It is kismet. Well, so, okay, so Spencer, <laughs> this completely unscripted, just yeah. organic yeah. conversation yeah. led us to an article fortuitously that you read yesterday at the Bucky's restroom? It was not it was not at the Bucky's. Okay, uh, but you read yeah, it. I read what it. What is it? Tell me yeah. about this. So so it, it actually is a sad story. Um but it, it and, and there's a lot of different parts in it that are uh, related, but not to what we're talking about being organized. But uh, unfortunately, there there's a lady up in Oregon named Kathy Boone who. Let died. me stop you there. It's Oregon. Oregon. Come on. I'm from Texas. Listen. I pronounce it however I'm. Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> I don't know if it's Oregon. <laughs> the, the only time I've been to Oregon, it was I was in ele- like young elementary school. So I I was enamored with the snow. We went at Christmas, and all I cared about was the snow because so, I'm from Texas. We don't see snow. So Spencer in the in the two uh, thousands, not quite the two thousand teens, I decided I was going to stop paying attention to Oregon, all affairs of mm-hmm. Oregon, because I don't know if you're familiar with this. But they stole a football game from the University of Oklahoma Sooners. The University. Yeah, of and everybody that's yeah. seen it knows that it was it was it was a real it was a real job. Uh, if I've, you ask me, I've I, I do remember that, and I've heard stories of people putting fists through windows and having to go through hus- go to hospitals because you know you live and die. Football. College football in Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. Because what else is there? There's nothing else. And that's okay. But ever since then, I've basically written off Oregon. So it goes from, from the Canadian border, it goes Washington State, California. Uh, like there's this gap. It's hard for me to recognize California too. It goes Washington, Baja, California. Not really. I love California. For all those Californians, much love to you. How do you feel about that, Pierre, being a Cali guy? I don't like California very much. <laughs> he, he's a he's a Bruins fan, I believe. UCLA Bruins. That's exactly and, uh, right. Spencer. And, and I love LA the Lakers. Bruins. My favorite my favorite team's the Bruins, and I love I love 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 the history. Can't stand the Trojans though. <laughs> We're gonna take a short break. But we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. 
Alfredo has been licensed as a certified public accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters, ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. My name is Kaya and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. back and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. All right, so so on to Oregon. Uh, <laughs> on to Oregon. Okay, so Oregon. We're so, in Oregon. So uh, there's a lady by the name of Kathy Boone who passed away uh, a year or two ago, and um, she actually happened to be a homeless lady. Uh, and in 2016, her mother passed away, and and that led to some things for for Miss Boone, uh, to where you know uh, in this article it talks about her relapsing into drug abuse, uh, things of that nature, which led to her being homeless. Well, due to her mom's passing, she was a beneficiary of her mother's estate. Well. With even with all of the resources, so in this article, uh, uh, they talked about the attorney for the estate of of uh, Miss Boone's mother. Um, they tried to locate Miss Boone. You know, they they did advertisements in local newspapers, messaged her on Facebook, emailed family members, tried reaching out, uh, reaching Boone by phone. They even hired a private investigator to try and find her, they came up empty. So why would they try, one, obviously she's entitled to whatever her portion of her mother's estate, but why would they try so hard like that? Well, here, here's the deal. She was entitled to almost $900,000 from her mother's estate. This homeless lady was entitled to that. Is $884,407. Now, what happened to that money? Well, it is sitting in the Oregon, Mike, the Oregon Unclaimed Property Department, and um, waiting. it was waiting for her to claim it. But she never claimed it because she didn't know. She, she was homeless. No one was able to locate her, things of that nature. So why do I bring that up? Well, it, it's more about the money going to the unclaimed property. Yes, this is a very, very unique situation uh, in regards to it. But this happens to 
everyday people, just people that don't have this kind of situation. I actually have a relative that she found out that there was some unclaimed property for her from her parents who passed away 30, 40 years ago. And she had no idea that it was sitting in the Texas unclaimed property because they're not going to notify you. That's the thing is, is, you know, it just sits there. And the reason that happens is kids don't know what mom and dad had. They, they think they knew everything and this and that and where it was. But if you don't know about that bank account or that life insurance policy, you don't ever make a claim on it. Well, it goes and sits in the unclaimed property of whatever state you're from. And you want to take a guess, Mike, on how much money or assets is in the Texas unclaimed property right now? How much? I said, do you want to take a guess? Well, I'm just on the, the edge of my seat. I'll say, I'll say because we're in the state of Texas. The great state of Texas. It's like a whole other country. <laughs> I would say... I'd, I'd say there's a billion Multiply that it. by two. Really? Yeah. Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars worth of assets sitting in the Texas unclaimed property. And it's not just cash things. Like, that's safety deposit boxes. Uh, that's, uh, you know, some personal items, things of that nature that just sit there. Interest-free, by the way. You know, so... You're not getting anything extra from it. You're just getting what the dollar amount is. Uh, and which leads me to want to look into is Texas investing this money and getting all the interest. That would be a smart and unique move, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So unfortunately, this situation just shows what can happen when either one, you're not organized by having your assets clearly listed for your family or ways to contact family. Now, obviously, again, Ms. Boone's situation is such a unique one. But here, here's, the, here's the other part now. Ms., that's part of Ms. Boone's estate. Yeah. Because she survived her mother, so she was entitled to it. So now there's technically two probates that still have to be completed. Mother's estate has to finally be finished by getting this out of out of mother's estate to Miss Boone's estate, and then Miss Boone's estate gets uh, probated from whatever. And I'm assuming, safe assumption, she probably didn't have a will, so it's going to be what the state law of or Oregon says. Um, and you're now up to you're left up to whatever those rules are for better or for worse, as they would say. So the reason I stress this is for, for anyone that can do it, it's so simple. You don't have to use our intake form. You don't have to use anyone's intake form. You could get a simple sheet of notebook paper and list out, hey, I've got a bank account here. I've got an investment account here. I've got a life insurance policy here. And at least at a minimum, do that for your family, even for spouses. Like that, that makes it easier for spouses of, 
well, I don't know what my spouse has from their business. They might not know about a life insurance policy, things of that nature, uh, or that there was a life insurance policy from years ago. Here's the other good part for that is, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I took care of it, but I was guilty of this, is um, when you go through all of this, you realize, oh, I had that asset before I got married, or I've been remarried since then. I don't think I updated the beneficiary on it. Or, hey, I've got more kids now. I need to go update those beneficiaries because if you don't, that's going to lead to a bigger issue for for your family, for your kids, wh- whoever, because you didn't have it organized. Like I actually had a client or have a client. They're still a client. Uh, we were going through everything, and we they had one life insurance policy, and they had gotten it before they had their last child, and all their children are grown. They're in their 20s and 30s. And they still hadn't put that last child on that life insurance policy. So if dad would pass away without updating that, that kid would kind of be left out, so to speak, based off beneficiary designation rules and laws. And so it... This sounds so elementary, but it is the first step in making things easier for you and your family. And it could take 10 minutes. It could take an hour. just depends on how much effort and obviously how, how many assets you have, things of that nature. But that 10 minutes to an hour will save a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of headache in the long run. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you know what? If you don't, if you don't organize, the good news is if you're an Oklahoma resident, you can go to the Oklahoma State Treasury website, click a link that takes you to something called oktreasure.com, and it says... It says, the easiest way to feather your nest, more than 1.2 million Americans, over 700 million in unclaimed property, find yours. There's even testimonials. And they put the state treasurer, Randy McDaniel, basically saying, Oklahoma businesses bring unclaimed cash, rebates, paychecks, royalty, stocks, and bonds to my, my office at the state capitol. And it's my job to return the money to the rightful owners and heirs. Our service is always free, and there's no time limit on claiming your property! Exclamation point. My 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 question is, and I'm saying all of this, uh, in in a, in a kind of a tongue in cheek way. Yeah. Like, does this look like an official website to you, Spencer? Let's just say that's Oklahoma tax dollars at work. <laughs> There's no way. There is now, no now, way. I will say testimonials. Te- Texas unclaimed property website is a little bit better, um, but I feel like this is a catfish site. I think <laughs> I think that the state has been. Well, hacked. look at this. In, in Texas, their their website has a pair of jeans with three one hundred dollar bills hanging out of it, <laughs> which is kind of cool and and like a little odd. Uh, but here, here's the other part. 
Actually, I think this is legit, dude. Oh, it is. Oh, it I is. think this is the it legit is. Oklahoma website. Well, every, every, I'm pretty sure every state has this. And and so you you have to fill out these forms. It's 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 not a Google fill in your information. They send it to you. No, you've got to fill out some affidavits. Um, actually, had to file a affidavit of heirship for this relative of mine with the county clerk, which to show under oath, yes, what I'm saying is this. Give me my money now, kind of thing. So. It was, so there is still some protection in regards to it. Like you still have to prove you who you are and things of that nature. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, it's still kind of a little bit of a pain it, when it could have been something so much easier. And here, here's the fun part. Well, to me, it's fun. Every now and then I'll just get in and look around for, for my name, family's names. And then like the good attorney that I am, I let them know my fee to get it for them. so and um and and then they they don't talk to me for a while how much in unclaimed property do you think is under is under my name right now under your name 1200 bucks let's see my brother and sister-in-law had a gift card waiting for like that's the kind of silly stuff that's in unclaimed property like they had a gift card and of course they got it but it's but after your fee, I hope you didn't let them keep well, much more than just a few dollars. No, I made them use the gift card for me. Oh, that's no, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I didn't catch that one they had. Uh, and my brother, when I was going through everything, I I found some for him, and uh, and I told my brother, he's like, "Oh yeah, we did that a few months ago, and we had a gift card." Well, let's yeah. tie it all together. Yeah. These, I think, these are yeah. helpful concepts. So obviously, you told a story that that was a. It's a sad story, it, it but yeah, it's an but unusual, uh, maybe it, an unavoidable story. Correct. But the idea, though, is we can learn that it's important to, to as the people who are, are planning, to give our estates, which can be anything, as yeah. we learned in our very first yep. podcast, to the folks that we love, we need to let them know, you know what we have where we have it, and we need to be at least a little bit organized about that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And 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 if if you're if you're doing it, just even leading breadcrumbs to find the stuff, even if it's incomplete, that's mm-hmm. better than nothing. Yep. And and uh, the very least, involve the people that you're going to rely on to represent either your trust or your estate once you pass, because it's. They need to know. They do. They, they 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 can't just come in completely blind. And maybe if the family dynamic warrants it, consider involving the family to to understand the process and what you're thinking. Because ultimately, they're, they're the ones that are going to be taking over the process. And the easier it is for them to to navigate it. If we can provide a guide, a roadmap, that's what we want to do. Yep. Is that a fair summary? I 100% agree. All right. Well, that concludes another wonderful episode and informative on many levels of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. 
Mike, would you like to say any parting words? Uh, thank you for listening to all of our loyal fans. Our uh, earthly and galactically world fans. That's exactly right. It, this has been a real uh, labor of love. for me. Of love, right? Labor. Oh, just labor. Yeah. But I appreciate yeah. it nonetheless. The, the, the wealth and riches that it has, it has bestowed upon me, I'm very grateful for that. I told my dad we were recording again, and he goes, oh, another one? Yeah, that's the response I've been getting. <laughs> Listen, world, we need better responses than that. That's what, exactly what Bianca said to me also. I was like, I was like hey, babe, I'm going to uh, Dallas. We're going to record another one of our podcasts. She goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Be careful. So. But I think that's just code hey, for... Y'all are yay! awesome. Keep it going. I can't live without these. That's exactly right. That's how I translate it. So I just so. wanted to thank all of our loyal listeners for the... Support. Just such the overwhelming support and in- incredible feedback. And if y'all want to send fan mail, please, by all means, we'll take it. Yeah, send us a... Actually, will one of you please send one fan mail? <laughs> just one. I want one fan mail. It will prove that at least one soul has been listening to this podcast. This particular one. Because I know a million souls listen to the other ones. But just this podcast. Please, one mail. One fan mail. Addressed to me, not Spencer. That's okay. Better yet, write Spencer and Mike, (laughs) and and then then cross out (laughs) Spencer's name. If you could please do that for me. You are definitely buying lunch today. I'm buying lunch. Okay, thanks, guys. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselors Legal Brief. (laughs) 